Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. When we meet someone, we might find ourselves asking them or being asked ourselves, what do you do? The question of what our career is or what we're participating in in our lives seems to be a common source of curiosity. What we do can change over time or what we feel is the most important activity in our lives can change. One day it might be our jobs, another it might be our outside avocations or aspirations, how we're spending our off time, what we're doing to learn more or to fill our days with something that matters to us. The question of what we're doing is the most common one that we probably ask ourselves. In fact, I sometimes find myself wondering, what am I really doing? Am I doing enough? Shouldn't I be doing this or that? Why am I not doing this or that? I think there may be a better question we can ask ourselves or ask in general that might bring us more insight and be more healing and progressive as well. The question is, how? Are we doing whatever it is we're doing? How are we living? How are we thinking? That thought came to me um, when I was listening to a favorite hymn of mine um, with words by Mary Baker Eddy. This is one of the verses. This is the one that I was thinking about. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Turning to God, to the shepherd, to guide us is always a step in the right direction. But this prayer doesn't ask so much, what do I do? What should I do? But how should I do it? I think the poem here probably embraces both of those concepts, but the idea of the how in this stood out to me. It isn't the gathering and the sowing, the feeding of others, the path we follow, but it is listening for how we do this. Whether or not we're accomplishing something that brings great income or accolades isn't the main thing to consider. It's how are we doing what we're doing, whatever that is. How means in what way or manner, by what means, to what extent. So we can ask ourselves questions like, are we acting with love? Are we doing things selflessly? Are we giving our full attention to what we're doing? Are we trying to be as helpful as we can be? Are we doing it with order and thoroughness? Are we doing it kindly, humbly, joyfully? I think these can be significant questions to ask ourselves and maybe others as well. The what of things is more superficial. It doesn't get to motive or heart. It doesn't get to the qualities of God that are significant beyond measure. We can do small things, but it's how we do those that can make all the difference and that can show more of who we really are, show forth more of God's goodness by our doing of it. Mother Teresa famously said, we, can, we cannot all do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And doing those small things with great love really makes them great things, right? The grand act without love, without our hearts in it, 
with too much ego or not enough real faith and belief in what we're doing is not really such a great act. It may be done on a big scale or with a lot of people looking, but is it such a great thing at its heart? If it is without heart or without true values behind it? And as this thought about the how of things came to mind, I heard a similar take on things on a radio program. Things tend to show up when you give them attention. This one was on NPR, and the individual was talking about communicating with people more wisely and in a way that invited dialogue and understanding rather than taking sides and being closed off. In the discussion, he mentioned that when someone seems completely set in their ideas, unwilling to listen to anyone else or other possibilities, it can help not so much to ask them, why do you believe that so strongly? That just digs in the heels even more probably, and there's no open window for discussion. He said that he's learned to ask, well, if you think that's right, how would you see that implemented? How would this vision or idea you have be put into action in a way that's helpful or whatever? That requires the individual to think beyond the what and even the why to more of a sense of what things look like um, outside of the mind and in the playing field of the world. It's just another way that that question can be helpful in promoting more openness to the one listening or to the one answering. Um, It's a different way of considering their sense of how their beliefs translate into real actions that are constructive. It opens dialogue. It opens minds. The Bible gives us these verses that remind us of the ideal way to do whatever we do. It's Philippians 2, 3 through 5 from the Amplified Bible. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. End of quote. No, we're not Jesus, but we can look to his example. He did great things, but actually much of what he did had an impact because of the way that he did it. Uh, He did these things with love and humility and grace. We can do our best to recognize how we're doing what we do and to value good motives in others and in ourselves as well. Well, that's all I have for today. I hope it's helpful. If you have any questions or comments or want to talk more, feel free to reach out to me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.